Hi, and welcome to Season 2 of Big Sound Small Town, the podcast that spotlights the talented and diverse musicians in small towns and communities. This season, we're branching out to include the community of people who make it possible for musicians to be able to perform their music, the producers, the recording engineers, the venue owners, and many others, and as always, the small town musicians. Remember, small town doesn't mean small talent. Hear their stories. Today on Big Sound Small Town, we're in the Earl Scruggs Center in Shelby, North Carolina, and I'm with my guest, flautist, Courtney Moorhead. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. All right. So, you're a flute player. I am a flute player. I have been playing the flute since I was eight years old, and the only reason that I haven't played before then is because my arms were not long enough. Ah. Yes. So, so did you play anything before that, or is, is the flute the very first thing? I did. I started um, learning how to read music and playing music by um, taking piano lessons. Okay. So I can tinker around on a piano. Right. There's nothing, yeah. nothing much like a flute to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I started on piano, so I understand. Absolutely. It was so. crucial in learning how to read music, It is. For I, sure. think, I think for that sure. is um, very crucial. Mm -hmm. Makes it easier when you move to a, another instrument. Yes. And my brother, um, Jared, he is a classical pianist, so um, continuing to play the piano was just not going to happen for right. me. You know, yeah. with the sibling yes. rivalry, right. like, Jared, you're going to get the piano. Right. I'm going to see what I can do here with the flute. And, going really well so that so I'm taking that you took that up before you got to like middle school like most people with the middle school orchestra or something yes like. it was fourth grade when I actually borrowed my first flute from the lady that babysat me for really? years growing up yes oh, that's pretty neat yeah absolutely so, so I mean did it come naturally to you um, I would I would say yeah it was it was something that I could focus on outside of school at, right. at such a young age um, I played all the sports did all right. the things but there wasn't really anything that was hitting my good emotional core right. um, started playing the flute and it, it did it, it really started inspiring me and motivating so me. so when you started doing this like at eight mm -hmm. I mean I guess you just randomly played it with, with no idea what you were playing, right? Well, when I started at eight, I could already read music. Right. So, oh, so you went and found music to do? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. And I started playing with uh, Missy Kavnis. She okay. was my flute instructor up until high school. Oh, okay. So, yeah. you, so you did do it that way. I mean, you yes. did at some point take on an instructor. 
Absolutely. That's the so, best thing any musician can ever do. I agree. And Missy taught me so many cool tricks of right. how to work your diaphragm right. and how to adjust your embouchure to get different sounds. And we started with um, classical music and she ended up teaching me a little bit of jazz here and there too. Right. So it was just, it was super, super fun getting to practice with her. Do you know who Jethro Tull is? Of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I have so many of them. Marshall Tucker Band too? Absolutely. Okay, just checking. Absolutely. I mean, I was, I was going to be seriously worried that you may be flawed. At, at, if, <laughs> right. I mean, I know you have the classical people, but I was I was wondering at your young age whether mm -hmm. you missed um, the no. rock and roll part of it. Actually, after I graduated college, I lived in Charlotte and dove heavily into the music scene out there. Okay. Any band I could go see, I was in Noda, Plaza Midwood, sure. going to check them out. I was that girl that was just trying to get to know the musicians right. so I could kind of figure out, you know, how'd you get here? Right. What are you doing? Exactly. What's your life story? Yeah. Um, just learning from those experiences and stuff like that. Now, okay. So during these early years, we're going prior to, I guess, high school then yes. at this point. Yes. Did you just play with your teacher and, then, the and then go home and play, play by yourself? Absolutely. For the most part, um, I played with Missy. And then um, she kind of taught me a lot about myself and my lack of self-discipline oh, yes. yeah, by give, giving me my homework, you right. know, like, here's what you need to go home and practice. This is what I noticed with your right. scales we need to work on. Sure. This is what I noticed with the piece that we're currently working on. She introduced me to Debussy, and she didn't have to make me practice anymore. Oh, I see. That's good. Debussy is the composer that just captured me okay his the emotive way he wrote right. the he made me feel while I was playing the flute and playing his pieces like a little fairy oh that's good a fairy oh. flutist yeah. and so I'm kind of like embodying that role okay yeah so all right when you get to like high school yes. I guess do you play it there in in what I know you're not that's probably well, uh, is it a marching band thing? Yes. So um, I got up into high school, and it was such an honor when Missy told me that she couldn't teach me anymore right. because I was ready to move on to right. another instructor. And I was, I was kind of taken aback. I was like, "Does she not want me anymore?" And yeah. she was like, "No, you, you, I want you to go further." Sure. So she introduced me to Jennifer Dior in high school, and she, Jennifer was the flute professor at UNC Charlotte. Okay. So I started with Jennifer my junior year, um, and for about six months, my parents would drive me up to Charlotte for right. lessons, and then I got my license, and I finally got I to drive, drive by drive myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, and at the same time, I um, was auditioning, performing, practicing for um, all district and all state bands, right. which I played in um, Western Regional Orchestra as okay. well. Um, and Richard Plyler is Richard. one of my biggest life mentors, influences. He took, he chaperoned me everywhere that I would go for all district, all state, right. Western Regional. And there's one story that he and I love to talk about. Uh, it was a weekend, a Friday to Sunday weekend at Western Regional Orchestra, which is uh, located up in Boone okay. uh, on the Appalachian State campus. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and on Saturday I had a... Um, a concert with the Charlotte Youth Wind Ensemble. Oh, okay. So he drove me up to Boone for Friday night right. and all the day Saturday practice, then drove me from Boone to Charlotte Saturday night for my concert. Well, we were cutting it really close. 
So we're driving down the interstate. Richard realizes he has taken a wrong turn. Instead of going to the next exit, he crosses over the median oh, and continues going. <laughs> and we got there right on time, and wow. we lived, and that was a blessing. It was, it, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. You're not the first person to bring up Richard's name. Nice. This, so. He's totally influential. So he has helped people. Yeah. That's yeah, good. He has. So, wow. He continues to as well. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah. I, yeah, so... Um, and I guess his wife still teaches? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. I believe okay. so, yeah. That's pretty cool. All right, so we're in high school. We're auditioning for different bands. Are we marching, too, with the band in high school at this yes. time, too? Yes. And there's a funny story with the marching band. So I was um, primary flute, and then my senior year, I picked up the piccolo. Yeah, yeah. So I did a little bit of the piccolo work. But my junior year... Um, Within, the, within your bands and your marching bands and your symphonies and all that mm -hmm. good stuff, there's so much competition. Right. And that's what ultimately turned me off of playing in sure. symphonies. However, in this time, as a junior in high school, I thrived on it, right? right. I was like, I'm going to win. I'm going to beat everyone. Here we go, first chair. Right. So um, I ended up getting first chair and getting a solo my junior year in marching band oh, so okay. it was really interesting i got to be miked on the field oh, yeah, that's cool. and it, it was awesome um but there was a lot of turmoil in the band of all of the kids coming Good together to at each that. other right they were like she's younger than these senior girls these senior girls should get the part and a part of me was like Shh, go for it I've got another year that's fine like right. do your thing but I was and they ended up doing the audition to where no one could see us so we were right. in the side room yeah because it was so like a contest like a contest so we were in the side room we played and I was chosen for the for the sound um, I can't believe there'd be turmoil in a band. Can you believe the turmoil in the band? So that was a that was a wild start to my marching band career. I'd say. Um, my first marching band show was a Grease show, which was super fun. My second one though was Stevie Wonder. Oh yeah, be so much fun. And that was so much fun. It was. You remember what you played? Uh, Superstition. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. uh... If you hadn't asked me, I could have told you. I understand. We'll come back to it when it comes okay, back. Right. I'll, I'll let you know. You can just drop it in. Was the first we one. can be somewhere and you can go, I know what it I was. I remember. Yeah. Yes. Said, and that's, okay. that's how I live my life. That's, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. All right. So, oh, did, did at this point, did they have an orchestra or was it all marching band? Band and orchestra as well. Okay. Did you do that also? Um, so, the orchestra was strictly strings, right. but they oh, did yeah. have a full orchestra right. that happened, or they we performed and practiced after school. Right. So, I did play in that. Okay. Yeah. I wondered if it was just a string string orchestra mm -hmm. or if they, had, if they added uh, any, any horn. Right. Woodwinds. During the regular school day, it would be you have your string orchestra and you had your band. Right. And so those were the two different classes. Okay. So luckily for us, um, the Plylers put their heads together and did our full orchestra okay. and, and had some of the best of the crop come in and, and play together. I was trying to think, oh, Zach, uh, Zach Vanderberg, uh -huh. he was the vocalist that did talked about going to the competition, all state. Local yeah. competition. Yeah. Oh, and Nakeo. You know Nakeo? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Nakeo was another one who... So so it is a... You know, people don't see that part. They don't, they don't see the part growing up, and that's kind of what this is about. 
you know, you just didn't wake up and go, boy, I can play this thing. Right. You know, I can play it good. And I just, I just did this magically. Right. No, it's, it's replacing what other people might be doing with practice time. It's putting aside anything else to hone your craft. Sure. Um, You get that. No, no one, no one ever sees that though see you alone or even with other people Mm -hmm. sitting there and doing that when other people are doing things like uh watching tv and uh going places what are you doing stuck practicing i like to view it though as an opportunity to better myself we can go with that. That's what I, I, I like to, to kind of reframe the the idea of practice as a negative thing. To oh, I never thought it was. I, right, I always, right. I always thought it was one of the most fun things I got to do in life. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. I mean, I couldn't wait to to, and probably still like to do it. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. get home and, and it's like. I can just forget about the world. It's so nice. It's so nice. Forget about the world. And then I always have my animals. They all tend to come crowd me around while I'm I'm playing. Oh, trust me. I I have a, uh, one of my dogs, all my dogs are rescues. Um, Same. um, He loves the fiddle. If I fiddle, he'll sit there. Rest of them is like, oh God, he's got the fiddle out. He'll stay right there and listen the whole time. That's great. The rest of them just run off. So. That's great. I've taken my flute out into the backyard. We have chickens. And when I play... Chickens love music. The chickens, chickens run right yeah, up. Yeah, chickens love music. They eat it up. They do. I love it. People don't know that either. Yeah. Chicken, chickens love music. Chickens are a lot smarter than we give them credit. I love chickens. Yeah, yeah. me too. They're so amazing. They are. They're my little angels. They are. See, that's something else people don't get. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so maybe the next time I'll say, how's the chickens? Yes. Uh, if I'd have known that, I could have let in with that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I I, um, I play various instruments, and at various times, you've been able to find me a lot of places in nature with a violin or a guitar oh, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I don't think it. Imp- and sometimes I get distracted with the playing part because being out of doors is pretty pretty self-satisfying anyway in and of itself right so, yeah. absolutely there's yeah there's so much connection outdoors and then taking right. your 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 music with you is, is i used so to busk too which is uh nice it is you learn a lot um yeah you learn a lot you learn a lot yeah i'm not gonna <laughs> say it's all positive but you sure learn a lot. absolutely uh, which uh shelby actually still has some buskers absolutely yeah and i think that's a good thing a lot of people look at that as uh panhandling but i will tell you that if it is it's okay panhandling because they had to put in the work to do that 100 percent. plus if you ever want to have yourself a good and i probably shouldn't say this but profitable day uh-huh go busking downtown Asheville. oh absolutely You'll, uh, you can take home Worth your time, money. Yes. You know. Yes. And it's the it's the probably the best busker city anywhere in the south. Absolutely. Yeah. So. It's a beautiful part of Asheville for sure. Yeah, it is. The, it is the sharing, the co-creation, sure. and then and then just the beauty of walking down the street, hearing music, dancing to it, and sure. knowing that no one is judging you for that. Yeah. That is huge. That is really huge. It's huge. Well, I have this theory too, and I know when you're coming up. And, and I've been a part of a ton of fiddle contests. Uh-huh. But, you know, 
now, at a younger age, that seemed like a wonderful thing. Music should not be a competition. I agree 100%. Not at all. I'm so I, glad you said I'm that. I'm not too much with the um, uh, American Idol type stuff. Mm -hmm. you should, it should not be a competition because it's a real... It's a beautiful thing that you shouldn't... There's so many different styles. And another thing I've learned, no matter how horrible somebody is, there is somebody going, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Absolutely. I mean, which, which is beautiful. I mean, it, it really is. That should make every musician in the world feel great. Absolutely. Because I've seen people who I personally didn't care for, mm -hmm. who some people just think are the greatest thing in the world. Right. So that gives hope to all musicians. Absolutely. It's, it's, music is a way to express ourselves, our it innermost, is. most authentic selves, no matter where we are in our lives, music is a way for us to be able to do that and then share that with other people. It's fairly, it's fairly, it may be a hard master, but it's not very judgmental. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So, you know, it's like, yeah, you can make all the mistakes you want to. Yeah. Yeah, I'll still like you. I'll still like you. It'll be all But right. I would rather you not. You know? <laughs> but, you know, so, or do you call it jazz? No. Or do you call it jazz? <laughs> John Coltrane would beg to differ. Well, you know, I love Coltrane. Coltrane, Coltrane is one so of my good. favorites. And sometimes I'm thinking he was clueless what he was doing. It just, it's oh. one of those things that just comes so naturally. Absolutely. I don't think, I don't think that if you sit down with him and said, how did you do that? That he wouldn't go, I have no idea. I put in a lot of practice, and it come out that way. I feel as though John Coltrane had a direct connection with the divine, and just well, getting I can in, go with that. getting in like those ingenious downloads for sounds and music to create the most beautiful tones to have people feeling something. That, might, that I mean, that makes as much sense as, yeah. as anything else you can go with. Because I just don't think, I think that's a outside of your even your. Uh, your own known ability to do stuff sure. like he... I mean, there's musicians like that. Yeah. And he's well, one his of Love them. Supreme album in and of itself is almost I like... Agree. Almost like a whole cleansing of yeah. the self to listen to and mm. just a rejuvenating... It's great stuff. ...thing I mean. for your spirit. Oh, uh, God. We agree with that. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> in fact, not liking Coltrane is... Not liking animals. I, I mean, agree. I mean, you don't like John Coltrane. Yeah. And what's your soul doing? Yeah. I, <laughs> you need you, you need to readjust what you're doing. Right. You miss something in life. Yes. Yes. There's a crucial piece there. Mm -hmm. Totally. I don't know how that fits in with a flute, but no, I, I, it's, I'm joking. This is a joke. <laughs> this is a joke. I, you know. I'm like, oh, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it fits in with guitar. Mm -hmm. It fits in with. There's so much that can be taken to any instrument from that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, people have become famous by doing that. Yeah, totally. So, totally. All right. So we're in high school. We're in high school. Yeah, that check. Uh, and, um, <coughs> okay, I'm playing my flute and having a ball. Mm-hmm. Playing my flute having a ball. So what happens? High school's over. High school's over. And I had, in high school, I, create, or I got a lot of connections with... Um, a lot of musicians at UNC Charlotte by playing in the Charlotte Youth Wind Ensemble. Right. So I um, 
All that being said, I went to audition at the University of South Carolina in Columbia for their music program. I got accepted. However, my SAT scores were not awesome because Mm -hmm. my brain is amazing and doesn't work well for SATs. I understand. So um, I went to UNC Charlotte. Uh, Continued kind of what I already knew with playing with some people that I had already met. Um, created some really great connections within the um, music community there. Um, played in the flute choir. Um, let's see, I graduated from UNC Charlotte in two and a half years because I was fed up with the system. Right. I was ready to get out and I knew the only option for me was to graduate. Was this was it also, are you doing music as a major or are you doing something else? So I majored in psychology and minored in sociology. Okay. Uh, at the same time, I was playing in the Charlotte Youth Wind right. Ensemble um, and could have double minored or double majored right. in music. Didn't go that route because of what we talked about, the competition. Sure. Yeah. All I knew in music was competition, and I was t- so sick of it. I was sick of competing with other people. I wanted to see what else was out and there. That is, that, I mean, that is one of the downfalls of all music degrees is there is a lot of that in there there's a ton of it and i was super lucky i got to um for my jury i got to have my brother accompany me on piano oh that would be really good so it was it it was a quite a pleasure to get to play with him there yeah that would be good um so yeah i graduated and i put my flute down for about six years oh yeah but just gave it up put it down um i lived with a roommate who played in a band also flute player who played in a band called Asleep in the Weeds in Charlotte and had a blast getting to, I was very close with all of the band right. members, so I just kind of went with them wherever but they went right. to play. And, but you weren't playing at that point. Right, okay. I wasn't playing, but I was soaking it in, man. I, oh, I yeah. loved the vibe. Osmosis. Yeah, osmosis. I started going to music festivals and just got to soak in that whole community, which was the total opposite okay, of let's, what I had known. Let's go with this okay. too. At this point, we're going. So she's she's a flute player also. Yes. So you're not going to like a Merle Fest. You're going to something like Jazz Fest or something like that, right? Sure. Uh, Montrebash. Okay, gotcha. Montrebash was I mean, one that, of the first. That's kind of where I was going yeah. when people say festival. You know, we're um, putting on our dresses and spinning, hula hooping. Right. You know, I mean. Absolutely. So so I wanted to clarify that that is not. The type you were going to. Well, some of those. I mean, some of those too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But, I agree. But, but some of the um, it, it was Montrebash. So yeah. you have your your fire spinners, sure your hoopers you everywhere. Right. And and I'll be honest, those those women and men that I got to see expressing themselves in sure. that way really opened myself to that. So now oh, I hoop. Yeah. No, there's nothing wrong. It's great. I love it. I love it. it. It's wonderful. Band members love when you're in a band and people do that. It's like oh, it's amazing. That's almost as good as people throwing dollars at you. I mean, Absolutely. it's great. That it's exchange great. of energy. Sure. And just it's a oh beautiful God, thing. It's lovely. It's lovely.
And throughout that, um, I got to kind of dip my toes a little bit into booking and marketing. That's managing. a nasty business. It's a nasty business, <laughs> I'll tell you. If you haven't been involved with that part of the music business. It is. That whole side Cutthroat. is contrary to musicians, too. Absolutely. I mean, um, so I'm getting like a very well-rounded yes, idea of music in yes, this you sense. Are. Um, I had the pleasure of co-hosting a um, festival at the uh, house that I lived in Huntersville after a fish show in Charlotte. Oh, that's cool. So that was super fun. We had a couple bands out. We had your hoopers and yeah, your spinners cool. out, yeah. and um, just had everybody up till till daylight, just yeah. bring bringing it in, communing with one another. Fish, um, nobody trade or nobody dropped by, did they? What's that? Trey or nobody dropped by. We had our fingers crossed that we would have Trey and Mike show up yeah. at least. Yeah. But no. No. Nah. Yeah, well. If only. You should have just lied. Of course they came. Of course they did. did. They partied with us all night long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, you heard it first here. <laughs> Uh, one really amazing experience I did have um, within that same kind of time frame, I went on Jam Cruise. Oh, really? Yes, and Jam Cruise was fantastic. I mean, it's a it's a daydream sure. of of a five day and, adventure. And who all? was on this cruise? So there was, I mean, all of my favorite bands were on there. You had Carl Denson, yeah, which is one of my that. biggest influences on flute. Um, you had Green Sky Bluegrass, mm. Snarky Puppy. Yeah. Um, Joe Russo's Almost Dead was on there. Yeah. Uh, so you just, you just picked this cruise to go on. I mean, like you can with different... Absolutely. Different genres of music have those cruises. Yes, yes. So this was like... Jam, jam right. bands, yeah. right? Jam yeah. crews. Sure. Um, I will never forget waking up one morning hungover. So hungover. I mean, all of jam crews are hungover. Yeah. Right. So I'm waking up. I'm going to the breakfast buffet. I'm sitting down. I'm eating. I'm irritable for whatever reason. I mean, I'm on a boat. You know? yeah. I'm eating, and I look to my right, and Michael League from Snarky Puppy has sat down. Well, then here comes Sput, and here comes everybody else in the van. So all of a sudden, I'm eating breakfast with Snarky Puppy. That's pretty cool. I had my flute with me, um, and Michael League asked me to play with him. Really? He did. That's too cool. Guess what I didn't do? Play? I didn't play with him. There was no way I was going to play with Michael League. He's that a, guy's a beast. He's a bass player. He is a bass player, but he can shred <laughs> I, I, on the I'm, I'm, I'm just joking. Oh. You know, I'm a bass player, Whew. so I can say that. You yes, know, it's yes, like, yes. he's just a bass player. And, and back then, he's just a bass player. <laughs> and back then, you know, remember this was still my flute hiatus. Right. So I had taken my flute oh, out a couple times right. and played, but I was not near right. anywhere near ready to play sure. with Michael Lee. If he ever asked me again, <laughs> the answer is yes. Michael Lee asked me to play flute with you. Well, see, I wouldn't play bass anywhere near the band. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I um, might play another instrument, but I'm not playing bass near that man. Right, right. Um, so yeah, Jam Cruise was a fun experience. Um, that relationship finally ended and I moved back to Shelby. Okay. Um, which was one of the best decisions I've probably ever made. Just kind of, you can imagine. Shelby has also changed a lot yeah. in the last five years. Right. I mean, I which mean, is about really, five years ago is when I moved back. It is really, it's, it's actually a pretty fun place with a lot of stuff to do here now. Yeah, absolutely. I and as a musician, it's a fabulous place. Mm-hmm. So, so. so many opportunities out here for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so when I moved back, I was living at home with my parents, all that good stuff, just kind of rediscovering right. what I thought I already knew and realized I knew nothing, you know, that sort of idea. I do. So, um, 
Throughout all of this, I um, ended up seeing my current partner, who is a fantastic drummer, mm -hmm. um, plays with the Darling Starlings, Red Crayon, Possible Raccoon, um, and he is the one that really inspired me to get my flute back out. Okay. To start playing again. He Makes knew sense. It, right? He knew how much it meant to me. Uh, he knew how ex how much how, how easy it is for me to express myself through music um, to really embrace the emotions that I'm feeling and be able to release right. what I don't need and take in what I do you know that sort of thing yeah. um, so his inspiration has really got me going and and some of my favorite nights have been just sitting in the living room he's got a little mini kit sure. going and I'm just playing whatever comes to mind and mm -hmm. he's working on his yeah quintuplets and just sure. you know we're just nailing it together paradiddles paradiddles there you go <laughs> um but yeah so i started with that and um i played with a couple local um artists and musicians here in town and um just really am starting now to find my personal voice that's good on, that's, a, on that's my, a wonderful on thing. my flute yeah outside of what i again what i thought i already knew and i'm now rediscovering so, so do you Okay, in in your current situation, what do y'all just play with like ten bands between you? you know? <laughs> hey, I we, got a band. Okay, we'll play. Okay, we'll play. We're freelance and we're learning <laughs> as we go. Um, what works for us and what doesn't. Um, what works for us collectively, you know, as a yeah, as a sure. partner um, and 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 loved one, you know, right, and yeah. then what works for us as individuals. Right. Um, so you know, I've played with a couple of people that maybe we are views or vision for the music didn't sure. quite line up yeah, um happens. and it happens absolutely yeah. uh and luke's done the same he's played yeah. with some different different right. bands and and um just kind of filtered through to the ones sure. ones that that, for that work for us yeah. absolutely absolutely yeah. that's good my most recent show was with red crayon i had the pleasure of sitting in with them on new year's eve and that was a huge amazing opportunity and experience i had so I'm much sure. fun on stage with them i know two of those guys pretty well yeah so um, that's pretty cool yeah it was a lot of fun a lot that of would fun. have been New Year's Eve right it was New Year's Eve at yeah. Newgrass yeah. and um, all of that show was improvised really every single bit of that show was improvised from every musician on the stage I'm which not was really fun that's pretty cool yeah yeah so. we got together the night before and probably played for about an hour and we're just like okay well we've got enough to figure it out from here well Brady and Todd are pretty good with oh, stuff yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I found that, and I actually talked to Brady about this. We had a, he and I work really well together musically. We both listen to each other very well mm -hmm. and just bounce back and forth. And it it, it was probably the most comfortable I've been on stage um, as a flute player right. within a yeah. jam band, essentially. Right. Um, well, you know that, too, uh, Todd is a whole different slice of oh, everything. Yeah, he is. Such a, such a. He's a visionary in a lot of ways. Mm, I agree. I so. agree. And he threw some cool uh, sax riffs in sure. that I could kind of mirror or accompany right. or find the harmony to. Right. And that it was just so much fun to be able to do that. That's cool. Yeah. Are, are you going to, are you guys recreating that at any time? I will hope so. Yeah. I hope so for I sure. Because that is kind of a red crayons, kind of a hit and miss. I mean, it's not mm -hmm. something that, I mean, I'd like to hear more of it. Sure. But. but yeah, it's been a year and a half since their last show. So it's not one of those things that happens a lot. Right, right. You know, and I always, well, Brady is not going to overexpose himself, that's for that's sure. That's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> so. Very humble. Yeah, and, and uh, I, 
who knows how often musicians want to play. I mean, sometimes you think they want to play all they can, mm -hmm. but then there are those that, that don't want to play as much as you think they do. Sure, so. the selective. Yeah. Absolutely. So. There's a good, um, we've been talking about balance a lot today. There's a good balance yeah. between yeah. playing and maybe overplaying and underplaying. So figuring that out as we go along. Also as musicians. Uh, right. Um, I have to be careful here. Um, you can't play every note you know on every song you play. Sure. And there's a lot of that around. Playing every note you know on every song you play? Mm-hmm. Yep, there are people here that do it. So there you have it. So there, there you have, have it. it. Yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> I'm not taking anything away from their their musical abilities. Right. Um, right. It's just sometimes um, musical prowess and uh, yes. and playing music are not the same things. One hundred percent. I totally so, agree. Totally agree. So that on that bad note, we'll move to something <laughs> else. <laughs> So it sounds like you have a lot of music, you know, you're ready to, to share with Cleveland County. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm actually working on, and this is exciting to kind of announce, um, getting my yoga teacher training. I'm yeah. kind of integrating all these, these ideas that I have. So an idea that I have that I've been working a little bit with is, um, balancing and opening our chakras using mm -hmm. healing hertz tones okay um so those healing tones um would come from the flute right. crystal bowls um probably some drums here and there yeah. i love the idea of gaia heart beating so are you guys going to record some of that stuff Is that's that what's the plan that's the plan. So cool. um, I'm going to write a, or create a yoga flow that goes with each of the chakras right. and different pieces for each of our chakras That's as well. pretty cool. Um, so that's a, that's a 2020 goal uh, a by the goal end of have. the year, probably before the end of the year. So, you're, so you're incorporating two loves. All the loves. All the love. That All works. The loves. That's, that's great. Yes. Yeah, we'll go yes. with that. Yeah, that's great. That's good. Absolutely. Looking forward to seeing what, what comes of that. Well, I do appreciate you taking your time and coming by and doing this. Absolutely. My and, pleasure. And I hope 2020 is everything you want it to be. Oh, same to you. All right. Thank you. Thank you.